Hey there, it's Deanne Gilbert. I've been in corporate diversity for over 15 years. And considering what's been going on in our world in many cities and states, there's an awakening going on around systemic racism, equality, and inclusion. I believe it's time to have a courageous conversation. And I think you can handle it. Join me and my co-host, Edward Simon, at the Diversity Intersection. We will certainly provide you some direction. See you there. Hi, this is DM Gilbert, and you are entering the Diversity Intersection. Today, I'm with my host, Edward Simon. Hey, Ed, you there? I'm here. Hello, everyone. Yes, we want to really just give you an overview of who we are, why we're doing this podcast, and where we are going as a country, where we feel that we can help support where we're going as a country. Ed. Sounds good. Well, we wanted to officially communicate who we are. And then, as Dawn mentioned, we're just going to talk uh, with one another about the, why we did this, um, yes. uh, why, what it means to us, the importance, especially in, you know, with the recent events and all of that, but that's a whole nother podcast we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, that's point. probably going to be for the next year. We're going to be talking about that. That's exactly right. But the Diversity Advisors is a social impact strategy consulting firm with expertise in strategic planning, community engagement, environmental justice, workforce development, social economic program development that includes both workforce and supplier diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Our consortium of advisors have experience working collaboratively across all organizational functions to enhance diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. We have worked to improve utilization of all, all ethnicities. Mm -hmm. The diversity advisors guide organizations via a holistic approach based on the scope and scale of the organization. So we really meet people and companies and entities where they are. Our take on diversity, equity, and inclusion is unique due to the over 200 years of combined multidiscipline advisors within our organizations and thought leaders from corporate to nonprofit. So that's our official uh, who we are. So yeah. We just yes. want to talk about why, our, our why. And, and, and Dawn, why don't we start with you? Uh, and Dawn is a little bit modest <laughs> when she comes to talk about things like this, because it's really uh, under Dawn's leadership why we are embarking upon this journey. Certainly, we've been talking about this, what we're going to do after retirement for a while, but Dawn is the one that really uh, was the catalyst to get us started with this. So Dawn, uh, I'll Well, you know, Ed, I, I thought about this over and over again, and we and a lot of the folks that we work with in this space in diversity have been doing it so long, and we've been doing it so well mm-hmm. that you know, we wanted to be sure that we could help companies that were going through the process. I actually, I, I, I have to tell you, in my intuition, I felt like one day we'd get to this point where it was just as important in the country as it is to the state of California That's right. and some and some companies. Yeah. And with the diversity advisors, I think really what it's our intention that we help you to see the equality in the differences that bring us together. That's right. That's right. Because we are basically, I mean, I don't want to say we're all, we're all one people. We're all, we're not, but we should be reflected. We should be treated. We should be represented equally. Right. Because this is a global society. There's no more majority. 
Right. You know, if if we really want to look at a majority, it's a minority. You've got, you know, like every culture, every race, every religion, you know, all the intersectionality is what we really need to be thinking about when we talk about diversity. Some people say we had a conversation with somebody the other day and they thought diversity is like, oh, well, women don't know. Diversity is not just one space, (laughs) right? Diversity is including everyone because that is the society we should we should reflect the communities we serve. That's right, exactly. The other thing I would say too, um, when Dawn and I were uh, creating the company, we wanted to make sure that we engaged, um, just what Dawn said, some of our uh, team members that we work with uh, in this space um, here in California and really across the the US. Um, And the importance of our company um, is the fact that we are including folks that we have worked closely with, that have built programs, that understand um, the need uh, to help companies um, in their culture shift efforts. Um, the other reason why it's important that our listeners hear from us is because, um, you know, in our past lives, uh, a lot of our advisors worked for companies and, and, and just being real with the listeners. Yes. Uh, you know, at, unless it says Simon Energy or Gilbert, um, you know, uh, utility, <laughs> uh, a lot of the um, direction comes from above. And so a lot of the ideas, the strategic thinking and yes. the, the things that folks know <laughs> that they can help with, unfortunately, sometimes uh, that gets uh, squashed. Um, when you're in corporate America. So we wanted to make sure that we are able to communicate to our clients what it, what truly, what it truly takes to be a diverse and inclusive organization. And laying out that strategy is uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun. I will tell our listeners also, visit our website, uh, www.thediversityadvisors.com to learn more about our organization. Also, yes. to learn more about the podcast. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we seek to create a framework that reflects, that is a reflection of your organization. So every company is different. Every, like every individual is different. So when we talk about the diversity advisors and we talk about a podcast, the diversity intersection, we're going to be having conversations, sometimes courageous conversations, like the one that we had when we were talking about white privilege. That's right. Sometimes, you know, difficult conversations when we talk to suppliers who don't get opportunities to work with corporate America because they're not ready to play. They have to be ready. They have to have background knowledge, information, experience. And something that I think that Ed and I will be talking about moving forward on one of our podcasts is we're going to talk about how you communicate with corporate America, how you pivot versus how you, you know, how you deal with your friend and your neighbor next door. Because many times we have suppliers on the calls with us and the way that they communicate and the way that they come through is not clearly understood by the people in the room. That's right. That's right. So, you, you know, so we have the ability as people because we've always had to assimilate, right? That's right. This is not, this has not been, this is not everyone's culture. Right. You have to have the ability to assimilate to the to the audience that you're with, right. so that you can get your message through, so that you can build a bridge to build a relationship, and that's what we're doing with the diversity advisors. We're trying to educate, enlighten, and encourage folks to 
see diversity as a value proposition. That's right. That's right. And Dawn, I guess let's tell our listeners a little bit more about ourselves. Yes. And and, and I'll start. I I started, um, well, I I, I would say this. I grew up in uh, North St. Louis County, St. Louis, Missouri County. Um, And as the as an African-American living in a predominantly black community, um, I would tell you I, I'm somewhat um, of, um, uh, unique in that um, my parents uh, were uh, very supportive of me as an individual. Um, and, and when I say individual, I mean being uh, African-American um, uh, gay individual. Uh, it wasn't that I had to officially sit down with my mom and dad and said, I'm coming out. I just uh, did what I wanted to do. And they um, ex- respectfully, I should say, and they accepted that. Uh, but I wanted more than what um, what was in my community. So which is why I focus early on in my education to uh, make sure that I'm, I'm getting good grades, make sure that I go on to seek a degree, um, to make sure that I can provide for my family. Um, you know, we, we, we weren't poor, but we weren't um, very well off. And so there were certain things that I wanted as a kid and, and as an adult that I knew I had to work hard for, which is when I just cracked down and just said, I have to do the right thing and, and further my education. Um, so anyway, I spent quite a bit of time, obvious most of my life in St. Louis. Um, and 10 years ago uh, with uh, a company, I moved to California. Uh, yeah. And had an opportunity uh, to uh, lead a team of about 250 folks uh, statewide. Uh, which led me to uh, completing my master's and, and, and really getting involved into the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. Uh, and that's how we, and yeah. that's how we connected. That's right. you, exactly. how you and I connected. That's right. Exactly. So that's me in a, in a nutshell. Dawn, uh, yeah. you want to say a little talk? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit about me. Like you said, I'm very kind of like <laughs> to myself, but I try to, to put myself out there a little bit. So I am a... Um, biracial woman. My father is Italian. My mother is African-American. And I grew up in New Jersey. Catholic school from kindergarten to 12th grade. (laughs) Um, So I had the pleasure of, of interacting with many different cultures, but my aunt and I were the only, well, my aunt and my cousin and I were the only African-American girls in this school at one time. There'd be like four or five, then there'd be two. But then at one time, it was just the three of us. Um, my, um, my aunt and my cousin and myself. And it was interesting because I remember, I think what really sparked my interest in diversity is I remember taking a class, a religion class, where it was a, a monk led the class, Brother Eads. Mm. And he talked about all these different people all over the world and how people, he was African-American, how people are treated just so unfairly based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out to me, he's like, you are a mixed, a mixed girl. And he said, you know that you're going to have different opportunities 
than I would have had, or, you know, somebody else who has darker skin, even if they are Hispanic or what. And I was like, I, he doesn't know what he's talking about. What is he talking about? That's not, you know, I didn't believe that because I grew up in a small town that was a mile long in New Jersey, basically Italians, um, Polish, some Spanish, some blacks, but we all knew each other. And so we all had good relationships and I really didn't experience a lot of discrimination there. It actually wasn't until I went to Howard University to go to, you know, to go to university to study communications that I experienced discrimination. Mm. And it was, you know, I had the, the, the pleasure of dealing with discrimination, not on the campus, <laughs> in town, in D.C., where, you know, like it was the haves and the have nots. And, and Howard University was, was in the middle of the have nots area right. on Georgia Avenue. So it was a it was a good a good lesson in life that you have to get away from where you raised so that you can understand what the world is really like. I agree. So that you can understand the perspectives that our parents have had and why they do what did what they did and why they made the choices that they made. Because sometimes it's more comfortable to stay where you're raised and where you grew up because everybody knows you. That's right. And it's much more difficult to go out and move away to someplace else, another state, another country. And I've lived in the UK and it's, you, it's difficult because you have to kind of reinvent yourself and you have to look around and see what are the perimeters that I can live within the society. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe, and I know you believe, Ed, there are no, there's nothing that's going to block us from living the way that we want to live in that's this right. society. That's right. Exactly. And so it's so it was our intention to get together so that we could share our unique way of working in diversity. That's right. It is very unique. It is it is one to one. It is not as if we are submissive to someone that we're educating it is not as if we're defensive to someone that we're educating it is we are one-to-one so that we can understand each other and so that we can continue to grow and make this a better world that's exactly right and to your point dawn and i firmly believe as well that i think well two things one i think that every u.s citizen um should be required if they haven't come to the United States and gained their citizenship, they should yes. be required to go outside of the country to go somewhere outside of the U.S. to understand. I agree. I agree. Live. I mean, I, I've been in Italy. I've been. I've been. I, I'm well, well traveled, and yes, it gives you a totally different perspective. The other thing yes. I tell you. The other thing I would say, and you know this, Dawn, from our conversations, I really believe that every U.S. citizen should visit Washington, D.C. Yes. Understand the different monuments and, the, and, and what they mean and, and just the, the culture that's there. I'm a huge D.C. fan. Uh, yes, so I know you are. Our D.C. <laughs> listeners, I, I'm with you out there. But, you know, the other thing I would say, to your point, we're all from different backgrounds and different, uh, which includes different ways of living. Example. Um, you know, I mentioned that I was raised by my mom and dad. Um, I had um, actually three step brothers. Um, my sister and I were the only one by my mom and dad, um, and we lived in uh, with uh, a terrible, terrible um, disease, which is alcoholism. And so, mm-hmm. we, my father in in go through that practically up through. Uh, his sick days uh, 
was horrible. So I say that right. to say that when you're working with individuals, yes, you're working in in trying to be an inclusive and diverse culture. Yes, people have these type of challenges, and so yes, you have to yes. be careful when you're talking and you're having conversations yes. with people because you know who knows you know talking about you don't know alcoholism, right alcoholism or something could spark me to feel differently about exactly you. so it's important that we understand that and and it is and I'm just say that people are people uh, you meet them where they are it's not that if they're not educated in the diversity and inclusion space they're not a bad they're not bad people. No. Uh, they just need, they just need <laughs> a different perspective. Right. Right. But, yeah. right. Yeah. And I and I honestly like I truly don't believe in this cancel culture where you cancel someone because they make one mistake. That's right. Because who is perfect other than you know, like the deities, God, right. Buddha, right. whatever. Even right. People make mistakes. That's right. And if you do not educate folks, if they let's say we educate you, we give you the tools, we give you everything that you need, and we engage you so that you learn that we're all basically, you know, the same people, and you still choose to be that way, then that's a choice. That's right. Okay. That's then right. you might say, Oh, she's just whatever this person. But if you do not engage, if you do not educate, if you do not enlighten them in the ways of others, then how could they know? How could they understand? You and I have both had people say to us, you know what? I've never met a person like, I've never met a black person like right. you. Right, exactly. Wow. <laughs> you know, like we've all, we, we've heard that. Right. And, you know, and I, I said to somebody said to me, I said, so what do you mean by that? Right. And they're like, you're so this, you're so, and I said, do, do you think that's appropriate? Do you think that's, you know, don't you think that might be a little offensive? That's a compliment. Right. And I said, but what if I were to say to you, wow, I've never met a white person like you. Right. Right. I thought, you know, what if I made a comment that was just derogatory and spoke to, to stereotypes? That's right. And they, and they finally got it. And I think that we have to, we have to approach things the right way. But I have to tell you that I believe that our country has reached a boiling point where the minority community has, has been so tired of being polite about the way that many people have been treated. Mm -hmm. And that's why things have escalated. That's right. And I feel like, you know, even with the, the killing of George Floyd, that's nine months ago. Right. <clears throat> and that hasn't all of that hasn't been resolved. You know, Breonna Taylor hasn't been resolved. That's right. You know, some of those those high profile, and that's just high profile. That's right. There are so many things that have happened that don't get the media coverage because nobody no, nobody knows what happened and nobody cares what happened. That's right. And I just think that we need to have an overall national reform around diversity, equity, and inclusion for all. Right. And the purpose of, I mean, the besides the creation of the diversity advisors and that organization yes. and, and the training and, and, the, and even the e-learning, right. Even the e-learning system that we use, which we'll talk about here in a second, the importance of being, and I, I, I say, let me, I would say, and Dawn and I've had you, you, we've had this conversation, but I think our listeners need to think about yes. being include being an inclusive person is a choice a choice that we all make. Yes. And, and I would encourage our listeners, if you're not being inclusive, that you should be. Right. Like, think about how much more you would gain in being an inclusive person 
versus always wanting to be with people that look, think, talk like you. Right. 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 Because that's that's that is the truth. Of, what do they say? The truth is the light of the world, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, how many companies have supervisors and bosses of projects that they hire people that look just like them? That's right. That's right. That's why minorities don't get an opportunity to get in because they are they're not in the leadership roles, which we're that's seeing right. that's changing more and more. Right. But there the opportunities come when you know certain people and I said the reality is I always like to mix it up a little bit because I want somebody else's opinion. Right. You know, I'd like to find out, and it might not be the right answer, but at least I've engaged another uh, a thought, another, you exactly. know, like thought leader that I haven't engaged previously. Right. And There's when you talk that, about that, it's, yes. it's also not only diversity being the, the physical part, being mm-hmm. black, white, Hispanic, um, um, you know, Filipino, LGBTQ. LGBTQ, it's also right. the diversity of thought. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I think a lot of folks miss is the diversity of thought and how it is. And there's proven numbers on how being a diverse organization helps you become more innovative. Actually, it, it helps with the bottom line profits because you do have people that are thinking differently, challenging one right. another. Um, so it's important to think about it that way as well, the diversity uh, of thought. Um, I will say, and, and Dawn, you can add uh, more to this from uh, uh, the e-learning system, because I do think it's important that our, our listeners uh, really think about investing uh, the $14.99 a month on the e-learning system. But before we go there, I, I, I do want to plug the diversity advisors a little bit more in that um, we have developed, our advisors, and, and Dawn and myself and our advisors and even our board of advisors, we've developed numerous inclusion and diversity programs from workforce, as I mentioned before, to uh, supplier diversity. Uh, Some of our advisors have created and and managed diversity, uh, supplier diversity programs, achieving over 50% diverse span in their organizations. We're talking millions and millions of dollars. We've helped Actually, Ed, I, actually, let me clarify. If we combine all the dollars that has been have been spent with all of the folks that we've worked with, it's been billions of dollars. I would agree. I agree. Yeah, Perfection. it's been billions. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that with the B. But we've created organizational DI awareness campaigns, uh, improving uh, workforce recruiting efforts and recruiting diverse candidates. Um, the, the training, the, the, the other big piece Uh, to why I think we are unique is our advisors and board of advisors, we have worked with all, most all of the community-based organizations. uh, Right, in In the country. In the country and then in in California and so forth and building those relationships and working with them, understanding their needs and and how uh, we as diversity leaders uh, can help. Before we go, you know, like we have to remember, so we we have, um, we represent on our, as our advisors, law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, that is a, that is a key area right now that a lot of people are talking about 
um, the police, defunding the police. And I don't think that's what it's meant. What's meant is restructure the funding to the police. Right. And I think that you need to have an understanding around diversity, equity, inclusion in law enforcement in this country to make a major difference Mm -hmm. in the way that people see the police and how they respond and how the police respond to the community. That's right. So there's a need for that diversity training. And police officers are in their car all the time. Mm-hmm. They could be doing the e-learning courses and learning about unconscious bias and learning about implicit bias and learning about, you know, like the key words that they, that sh- they should know around diversity right. so that they educate themselves. If every police officer in, their, in the country had our e-learning subscription on their iPad and they sat there during lunch and did a course, it would be, make us a better world. I hate Absolutely. to say it, but it would. Absolutely. And they, they and, and they don't need to have an iPad. They could just have their mobile phone. On their phone, exactly. right. Absolutely. Exactly. So we're not asking exactly. for you to invest in hardware costs. It's just you can gain access <laughs> through it through the, um, the through the website. The other thing I was going to highlight to your point, Dawn, on our uh, board of advisors and our advisors, we have um, uh, some really dynamic folks ranging from uh, the water utility to the energy space to uh, um, uh, folks that have run nonprofits, uh, yes. CEOs of companies, um, and and we really uh, utilize their uh, help in formation of the company and, and getting feedback on our strategy and in our direction. And that they've just been awesome, and that just bleeds through to our interaction with our clients as well. They, they know that. The other thing I would say that is unique about us is we're not afraid of partnerships. And part no. of the, uh, the strategy is to partner with companies that are providing um, solid diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, services. Um, right. Which is what we did with our e-learning system. We partnered mm-hmm. with a company um, and you will see if you, um, I would encourage you to really make the investment, try it for a month, sign up for $14.99, uh, try it for a month, uh, give us some feedback on what you think. I think you will be very, very pleased with the quality and the level of, of information that's at your fingertips that could help you anywhere with your diversity yeah. and inclusion efforts. And it's even like personal development. It's just, it's like overall personal development knowledge because it's better to be a well-rounded person than to be limited, to be limited. We want to be limitless with our knowledge and experience. And I think that, you know, we, we are, we are so invested in this because we really want to see the next generation to be better than this generation. That's right. And so the only way to do that is to continue to, as I said, educate and diversity, equity, and inclusion knowledge, so that you under, so we all understand each other. Right. The tool is a great way. We, you know, with our podcast, we we have great interviews with um, leaders in diversity. We have interviews with people that are change makers. We have interviews with sometimes we're just having a conversation, That's like right. we're having today about the diversity advisors. Exactly. Um, the one thing that I would add too, I don't mean to interrupt you there. No, go ahead. I think it's in, well, I'm thinking about it. Yes. Uh, one of the things that we're planning to do is a, a feature, a small diverse business yes. uh, on a regular yes. basis for them to come in and talk about their experience and, and really highlight the services that they offer. So some of our listeners could maybe utilize some of their services. So we'll be doing that on a regular basis. Yes. As well, yes. and to point, inviting uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion thought leaders 
um, making sure that they were able to share um, their thoughts and, and, and opinions with our audience. Um, and I would tell you, I would leave you uh, with our tagline, uh, if you don't know what that is already, and that's leading intentionally, advancing strategically. That is yes. the diversity advisors tagline because we are we are wanting to lead and be intentional about how we're leading, and we want to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion strategically. Um, exactly, and that is, and that, and that's the only way to do it, right? Right, absolutely. That's the only way to do it the right way. Right, absolutely. So, yeah. yes. So Ed, thank you. I know we've both been really busy and we've been trying to get the word out about the diversity advisors and um, we chose to do it on our diversity intersection podcast. That's right. Exactly. Yes. You'll hear from us again. So, exactly. Thank you all, all right. for listening. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the diversity advisors, you can visit us at www.thediversityadvisors.com or you can learn more on our podcast the diversity intersection or if you just want to send us an email or help say hello say hello at the diversity intersection.com mm-hmm.